This is the Truth Network. He said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod. Lincoln. She's real fine, my 409. You don't know what I got. In Car Guy Radio Show. Gonna save all my money. Today, from the Sweetwater Baptist Church Car Show in Douglasville, Georgia, one of the sweetest car shows out there, I can just tell you from having done this, this is our third year to be out here, and I'll tell you what, you couldn't get a, a prettier day in Georgia, could you? No, it's nice. It is real nice out here today. It's just cool enough, you know, the wind's blowing a little bit, so I mean, it, it's just a great day for a car show. And then there's the cars. The cars. And they've lined up here, I mean... There's a 41 Mercury that I think it, it may be my personal favorite out there, but it, you brought yours, which is a... It's a 63-and-a-half Falcon Sprint. Uh, it's a, I have a nephew who's a little bit younger than I am, and uh, we were raised like brothers, and this was the first car he ever got was a 63 Falcon Sprint, and we've looked one for years. And about three or four months ago, we found this in South Carolina, and we went and looked at it and, and bought it. Um, it's original car. It was built in Atlanta, Georgia. Some guy in Jacksonville, Florida bought it. It spent all of its life in Jacksonville. Then the guy in South Carolina bought it, and we went and brought it back. And our, all the parts is there. We're going to put it back together. It's original 1963 and a half Falcon. Ah, and we're going to find out a lot more about a 63 and a half Falcon in a minute. But, you know, today's show, I'm kind of entitling Car Lessons from Samson. <laughs> <laughs> good that is good that does not mean your car needs a haircut i'm just saying <laughs> exactly right exactly. but you know i am convinced personally that if samson were alive today he would have a sweet water <laughs> classic ride out That's here right. exactly. he just would because well samson was a cleaver now you may wonder <laughs> robbie what are you saying well, I'm not talking about like Beaver Cleaver or Ward or June Cleaver, for those of you who know that show back in the day, but I'm talking about a biblical cleaver. Now, cleaving is a strange, paradoxical mystery. Oh, it's full of mystery. The word is, if you think about it, that to cleave means to adhere, to stick to something, mm -hmm. right? Or to grab hold of something and not let it go, like a 63 and a half Falcon. Right. And that's where we get the car show idea behind this. But it also means to, to cut something in half. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And so how is it that this word cleave, right, could mean 
to grab hold of something to stick to it like glue, but it also has that same meaning of like splitting a, a, a sacrifice in half or or cleaving somebody's head with a sword. I mean, that's a fascinating word if you think about it. And when you think about Samson, now he was a cleaver because not only did he cleave to his family and he cleaved to God, obviously he was a Nazarite from birth and he cleaved onto his hair for a whole right. time. Exactly. And but he also you may be aware took a jawbone of an ass and he oh, slew he sla- he cleaved <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> a thousand philistines so you know i was i was studying samson this week and actually god kind of helped me out cuz i asked him some some words that would help me understand what was what was it that made him so strong what was it you know that was the the magic for lack of a better word and he gave me these words he said you got strength you got might you got passion but that word passion in hebrew actually translates to cleave to cleave that's good and i don't know if you knew this but seven times in the book of deuteronomy it says to cleave to god now, now I want you to think about this if you're going to take a car like a 63 and a half falcon mm-hmm. right in order to bring it back to all that it can be, first of all, you got to hang on to it. <laughs> you got just right. You've got to hang on to it. Yep. You got to stick to it. You you, you got to be faithful. You got to. Right. It's going to have to fight some battles to get that back yep. to what you what's in your mind's eye for that to be. Yes, sir. But I'm going to guess that it's going to take some cleaving. Yes, and and, and <laughs> as you were talking about that, I thought about the cleaving part. You know, a lot of the car guys. To me, one of the greatest things about the cars is you take these older cars, and as we grew up with them, everybody added their personal touch. They took this off, they put that on, they cut this, and they, then they put it back together to their own liking. Right. You know, and, and that's what I was saying about when you were talking about taking it apart and putting it back together, you know. And, and like you said, it, it, it's great that everybody has their own mind on what they want their car to look like. You know, you take it apart, you put it back together. You know, and then it's in the end, you know, you come up with, with what you think it looks look like. You know, everybody's got their own perception of what they like. You That's know? right. But I, could, I can just tell you, as I'm listening to your description of this falcon. Right. And I see the falcon out there. Right. It's beautiful. And it's red, you right. know, which exactly. makes it a, you know, that just jumps on out <laughs> exactly. at Exactly. But it's a straight drive, right? Yes, sir. Yep. And not just a straight drive. In those days, there were a lot of three speeds on right. the column. Right. But this wasn't. This car is a factory four-speed car. It has a factory tachometer mounted on the dash. It was one. Of, it, it's called a Falcon Sprint, and it was a very limited edition. They made them a '63 and a half, and '64 was only two years they actually made the, the Falcon Sprint. And it was Ford's idea to compete with the with the Chevelles and things like that right there. Then next year they phased out and, and come out with a Mustang. Then that, that was the Mustang. This is supposedly. The background of this suppose this car right here has got all the running gear. It was in the first Mustangs. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh well, I hadn't even thought. I didn't put that together in my mind. Right. That sixty-three and a half was like a year before the Mustang came out. Yes. And, and so there was kind of a predecessor there. Yes. That that's what that's that everything that we've done a background check on this car. Yes, that's just what it was. They took all the running gear, the motor stuff out of this car. And, and that was what the first Mustangs that were produced had the same running gear this car's got in it. Four speed and everything. So 
And for those listening, that you may not be the biggest Ford fans out there, but there are some really interesting things about this car. From my standpoint, it had a really small block V8, like the smallest block V8 that Ford ever built. Yeah, 260 was the smallest overhead valve motor that they, that they built, and that's what was in this car. Then, then later on, they done away with the, the 260 and went to the 289, but this car has actually got the original 260 cubic inch engine with a two-barrel carburetor on it. When it was out of the factory, it had chrome bow covers. It, it was, it had all, this particular car had all the bells and whistles that you could get on this car when it come out of the factory, when you when it was ordered. So you you know for those of you listening in the background you might just have heard the national anthem as they're getting ready to crank off the sweetest <laughs> car show. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> Certainly in this part of Georgia, it is here at Sweetwater Baptist Church. We're in Douglasville, Georgia. That's not too far to the west of Atlanta. Right. Kind of on the way to Alabama, which is a really fun thing. And there are uh, you know one of those things that that really blows me away about this particular car show and i this is the third time i've come and i i don't want to miss it for the simple reason that you guys do this for jesus yes yes it is it is it is to spread the gospel it is you know it we we will have they'll have the music and it is to 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 spread the gospel to use these cars to reach other people for christ and so if you if you do a car show and you want to see how to do it for jesus i I'm just saying it would be a really good idea to come to this yes, car sir. show next year or to, you know, if you can make your way over here this year. But let me sure. tell you a couple of the secrets that they do. One of the things, they put a barbecue on at the same time that they do the car show. They right. have, and it's a barbecue competition, so people are competing. And so what that means is there's free barbecue. Right. And it also means there's free hot dogs. Now, in order to get the free barbecue or to get the free hot dogs, you have to come to the picnic table right. after the show. Exactly. So what will happen is at 12 o'clock straight up, the show will you know, be over essentially. They'll, the judges will be judging. Right. And everybody comes to eat. Yep. Now, when they come to eat, this is where I, I, I love it, and it's not because I get to speak, but because I get a chance to share the gospel. I actually have an opportunity for people to hear what Jesus exactly could right. do for them. Yes. And and they're kind of a captive audience because if they want a trophy <laughs> or they want to eat for free. <laughs> That's right. You know, That's right. You know, they're over there, and, and you know, they're going to get the presentation. Yeah, and, and that that's what, you know... Now we got to go to a break. I can hear the music faintly in the background. So we will be back in a moment from Douglasville, Georgia, the sweetest car show ever here. And we're going to be talking more about this Falcon. Stay tuned. He said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot. Rod Lincoln. She's real fine, my 409. My little loose coop. You don't know what I got. You don't know what I got. Listen to her tacking up now. Listen to her whine. Come on and turn it on. Wind it up, blow it out. We are live today from Douglasville, Georgia at the Sweetwater Baptist Church <laughs> car show, which I get to, oh, so much fun every year. And today we're talking car lessons. Who would have thought it from Samson? You didn't know it, but the guy with the hair, the guy with the jawbone. <laughs> 
He had some car lessons for us. We hope we can learn today on the Christian Car Guy Show. And I should say this is a live show. We would love to hear from you. So you can call us at 866-348-7884. And I want you to think with me about cleaving and how God may have, or you may have cleaved with God. Or God may, have you ever thought about this, that you got to, somebody told me once, that in order to make a statue, what you do is you chip away everything that doesn't look like a statue. And so cleaving kind of gets into that picture. So as God is cleaving to you, and I'm sure you've experienced this, <laughs> I'll bet you he cleaved a little bit away from you. You know, he got to chopping and he got to hacking. And, and the next thing you know, there's part of you that's left on the floor that you thought was a really big part of you, but it turns out that it wasn't the real you that God had in mind. And so part of love... Just like it says, you're to cleave, you leave your parents and cleave to your wife. Well, I don't know if you've ever thought about how you cleave to your wife and why that word has so many different meanings and the mystery of it. And the, the interesting thing is that both in the Hebrew and the English, somehow or another, the word is a paradox. It's like, how do you stick to something like glue and get all cut up at the same time? So now, not only do I have Donnie and his falcon, but I now have Vicky. And Vicky is joining us here as, as an actual barracuda is pulling up in the background. Maybe you can hear that sound. Oh, man, it's even got wheelie bars. Don't you love wheelie yes. bars, Donnie? Yes, wheelie bars. We man. love Vicky. Do you yeah. like wheelie bars? I do. <coughs> yes. That's actually one of my husband's employees. Oh. <laughs> so I've seen that car many times. So, Vicky, tell us about your car. I have a 1967 Ford Mustang, 289, hard top, springtime yellow. You do. Yes, I see it. So isn't this fascinating? Now, earlier, we were talking with Donnie, and he's got this 63-and-a-half Ford Falcon Sprint with a 260 V8. Right. But as you described, that engine morphed into this 289. 289, yes, yes. A- and so that's kind of cool that that's the running, similar. Yes. But by 67, they got it. A little more streamlined. Yes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But there's something cool about it. You know, Falcon, Donnie, I just have to tell you. I, I mean, the, the the Mustang, of course. Right. I mean, oh, my goodness. It's a classic. You know, I a Coke. See, I'm a Chrysler guy. What can yeah. I say? And I happen to know that who designed the Mustang. Do you know who designed it, Vicky? Yes. No, honestly, I don't. <laughs> Lee Iacocca. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was his one of his, his uh, first. He was one of the... Um, Wonder Kids, or what I forget what they called them, Wonder Boys at Ford, yep. that, that that designed these things, and so I mean, how cool is it? But tell me about your Mustang. What's your favorite thing? Um, just the classic. Um, from the time that I knew that what cars were, what hot rods were, I wanted a '67 Mustang because that's also the year that I was born. Oh, um, so <laughs> it's just a few months older than I am. Um, so I just, I just love it. I mean, it's fun to drive. It does get the looks. So I'm sure, it, I'm sure it does. Is it an automatic or? Yes, it's automatic. And so, did you have any part in the restoration of it? Um, a little bit. My husband and son painted it not long after we got it back in '97. Right, um, and. Uh, 
So, I mean. So you got it on his 30th birthday. Basically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which got it might have been somewhere in the neighborhood of your 30th birthday. You <laughs> yes. See how I put these things together, Donnie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, cool. And so does the word cleave when you think about rest, car restoration? And your husband obviously does a lot of this kind of thing. He has a body shop, yes. Oh, and he, he'd be cleaving all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Exactly. In fact, you know, they can actually, they, in order to fix a car at a body shop, you know, that's it's all about the cleaving. Yes. You gotta Absolutely. You got to cut it out, yes. and then you got to put it back in. Yep. And so I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but... One of my favorite all-time Christian books ever, outside the Bible now, don't get me wrong, <laughs> is John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Yes. And in that book, there's a little... It actually confused me the first time I read it. He's in this place called the House of the Interpreter. And the way the story goes is there's this guy in this... It's kind of like a picture show that he gets to see. And this is before anybody would ever seen a movie because, you know, this is... You know, I think in the 15th century when he wrote the book. But anyway, so in this sort of picture show, there's this guy who's obviously, you know, confronting heaven. Here's the pearly gates. Here's all these wonderful people. And there are these guys that have the books with the names in it. But in order to get to the door, to the gates, there's a bunch of bad people that are, you know, are protecting the gates so that nobody can get in. And so all these people come in and they try to get into heaven and they can't get there. But this guy comes up and he says, put my name in the book. And, and they, of course, put him in the book. And he puts on a helmet and he takes the sword and he hacks and he cuts and he cuts and he hacks. All right, and he's the only go. guy Five, that gets into heaven. Four, three, two, one. And there you go. <laughs> now you may wonder how I time that. <laughs> Now, if you think I'm talking about heaven right this minute, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> heaven to a call, guy. <laughs> and so you might hear some hacking and cutting, you know, as we're, as we're hearing these engines as they have started them up. I mean, what a moment that we were having out here at the Sweetwater Baptist Church. So as they are picturing this, John Bunyan is, is understanding his own life to an extent. That... You know, in his day, if you took a stand for the gospel, you were going to better have a sword in your You better be prepared to fight right? because things were going to be tough. And he was a cleaver. Yep. I'm going to say John Bunyan was amongst the cleaver. Yep. So we have got more lessons in the car show from Mr. Sampson and from Donnie and Vicky. So stay tuned. So much more Christian Car Guy show coming up. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah, you're, you were born in 1967. <laughs> That's the Little Nash Rambler. 
and and look it up on YouTube. You will be blessed. But anyway, today on the Christian Car Guys Show, we are doing lessons from Samson right, on how our car show um, sort of car restoration. How Samson would do it as he certainly, you know, knew how to cleave things. He had a jawbone and he knew how to use it. <laughs> but interestingly, when his hair was cleaved from him, he no longer had what it took, right, to to come up against the Philistines. But later on, it, it got back together. So we're talking about that today on the Christian Car Guy Show. And maybe you're thinking, gee, one time or another, God cleaved a little bit off of me. And I have a story that I would love to share with you, Robbie. I would love to hear that. You just call us. We're live today, even though we're in Georgia. 866 is the phone number to call. 866-348-7884. Call in and share your car show cleaving story, whatever that may be. I would love to hear it. But now we're joined not only by Vicky Green, but we have... Yeah, it was Donnie Green and Vicky Black. It was I had a colorful <laughs> yes, cast sir. for a while. Yeah. And, we had, and we now have Mark, who is with us as well. And Mark is like, I, I meant to say when he started coming over here, here come to judge. Here come to judge. Because here he comes. Yeah. And you're one of the judges today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so is... Is this your first time judging a car show? It is. It <clears> is. <throat> but I got a great category. I got the hot rod category, so that's my favorite. <laughs> that's one of my favorites, too. So what do you, as a judge, what do you, personally, what are you looking for in a in a hot rod? Uh, you know, just a clean uh, engine-wise, you know, and the chrome. I just love the chrome on the cars and, you know, the interior and such. You know, it really makes a, it really makes a car to me. Have you seen her Mustang? I have. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And those wheels, I can see them from here. Tell me about your wheels, Vicky. I mean, those things are gorgeous. Um, can't tell you anything about them other than they're shiny. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your husband, obviously, is in the car business. You said mm -hmm. he's got a body shop. He does. And, and so how long have you kind of been associated with that ever since you've been married? Yes. He's had the shop for over 40 years. He took it from his dad, and I've been in the family for 33 years. So I've seen it grow from just a body shop and a small office to he does tires, mechanical. You name it. Yeah. Body work, everything. Yeah, he's a complete car man. And so my guess is that paint job is, is and I mean, I can see it from here. It's got something, don't you think, Mark? Yes, sir. It's a beautiful car. <laughs> it's a very beautiful car. Is that a black vinyl top it has? It is. Yes. And so a 67. Did they call that a notch back then? What, what, what kind of top did they refer to your Mustang as? I think it was just a hard top. I'm not exactly Cause sure. Because they had fastbacks. Yeah. And, and that, I, you know, I don't know if they called the other ones notchbacks. But that one has more of the, like, you could picture the black vinyl top on it. And, and 289 V8 is absolutely a beautiful car. And so, John, that was that one of the cars that wouldn't have been in the hot rod category, I guess? Mark. I mean, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that one is technically not in the hot rod category, and I don't know why. I'm not sure sure why they they more like the ones they got in the hot rod categories are like the Camaros and the Chevelles with the big blocks in them, and I'm not sure how they get that. Yeah, I understand. 
I understand. So how many car shows have you been to now as Mark? Oh, I've been to thousands, but I've never judged one till today. Oh, do you have a car? <laughs> I do. I've been, like Samson, I've been restoring. I'm working on a 67 Chevelle Supersport. I've been working on it for almost 20 years now, and it's still not ready to go. I've got quite a few parts left to buy. Is it here? No, sir. It's in pieces at my father's shop. <laughs> <laughs> a 67 Chevelle. Is it an SS? Yes, it is. It's an original super sport car. Uh, I inherited it from my father uh, about six years ago, but we've been working on it together for quite some time. And You know, money gets tight sometimes. And parts are expensive. <laughs> they are, but part of the deal... <laughs> is the joy of working on it, absolutely right? that's the best thing about it i mean i can only go you know once twice a month maybe with my job schedule and he's retired now so he's got all the time in the world but uh you know i, I enjoy going and working with my father that just is a great pastime for me you know i i love my father <laughs> well that is a, a, a an interesting topic because yeah. um I lost my father about a month ago right now. Oh, I'm so sorry for you lost. And I, like you, my father was a car guy. Yes. Um, I grew up in the car business myself. And so, you know, my father had car dealerships and I worked with him and he he did different aspects of it. But a big part of the joy of that restoration has to be the time to get with your dad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so I'm curious because, you know, I don't get to think about it like I used to. Um, I bet there's some things your dad can do that blow your mind. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. That man is mechanically inclined like no other that I've ever seen. And, and you know, I, I've seen him take engines apart and just about like blindfolded. He can put these things back together. It is, mm-hmm. uh, it's incredible to watch him work. And I've learned quite a bit from him, but not, not enough that I need to know. <laughs> so are you... Are you in the car business as well? No, sir. I work for the city of Smyrna, Georgia. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, sir. I am the foreman for the street department. Yeah, we do a lot of concrete and asphalt work. <laughs> so when I talk about the idea of cleaving, and I don't know if you've ever considered that word, I was mentioning earlier that the word is it's got some mysteries in it, and God uses it for marriage right at the very beginning of the Bible. It says that a man would leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two become one. And the fascinating thing about that word is it's like sticking like glue, but it also means to cut somebody in half. Yes. And so, you know, isn't it interesting (laughs) how, you know, sometimes, if you would agree with me, that in order to find God in prayer, like if you're like me, you'd love to pray, and, and and sometimes you just want to get alone and spend time with God, but you can't find Him. And, and no, He's not hiding. You realize, but you got to cleave. You got to break through something, yes, in order to find Him. Exactly. And part of the joy of finding Him is that it, it isn't easy, and it, and you have to you have to kind of chop and hack and yeah. and and get at that. And so, yes. I would just guess as you're spending time with your dad rest, restoring that car. When you first start talking to him, it doesn't go very deep, but the longer you're there. Right, exactly. Yes, sir. You get more in-depth. It's 
uh, it's just in, indescribable to me. I mean, the things that we talk about and the things of the past that keep coming up, you know, the childhoods, uh, you know, today, you know, the children today just don't have what we had as, you know, young adults or young children. They have smartphones. They do. I mean, <laughs> everything we did, we had to do with our hands, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we played outside. We we went out and worked with our fathers in the garage. And They have video games. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do have video. Well, yes, sir. <laughs> I understand, but it's, it's a ripoff in a way, isn't it? It kindly is. That's what I said to my wife just yesterday. You know, the kids today... They don't get to experience the joys that we experience, you know. They're always inside or, you know, it's it's just hard to just, I couldn't describe it. Because, you know, I have two very young children that I love dearly and I try to keep them outside. Now, my six-year-old son's here with me today, you know, he could be at home doing his video games or whatnot, but he wanted to come with his dad today, so he's here. And... We're, Isn't that cool? Yes, it is. I mean, you got to spend your time with Dad in the cars and the car shows, and now you got your son. But as you're listening to this, Vicky, tell your, tell me your thoughts. Well, I see it from a different perspective. Okay. My husband and my son spend the time together on cars. My son works for his dad at really? the shop. He does the paint work and body some of the body work. Um, so it makes me melt when I see my husband and my son working together on a car (laughs) whether it's just changing the oil on one of the hot rods that we have or you know restoring the whole car you know so it makes me feel good to see them together and spending the time yeah it's a fascinating thing that (coughs) the trinity is a father son holy spirit which is sort of feminine character and so when you get the three together like that it's it's an amazing thing and they cleave and they're yes. on their way so we got one more segment from the sweetest car show ever here at Sweetwater Baptist Church in Douglasville Georgia we'll be right back you women have heard of jalopies you heard the noise they make let me introduce you to my rocket baby each time they thought they had him, his engine would explode. He'd go by like they were standing still on Thunder Road. And there was thunder, thunder over Thunder Road. Beep, 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 beep. His arm went beep, 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 beep. Well, it's a 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, automobile. We are at the sweetest car show ever out here at Sweetwater Baptist Church in Douglasville, Georgia today. One of the joys of getting to be the Christian car guy is I get to come out to this, um, which is a car show for Jesus every year. Just an amazing thing. If you ever want to see how to do a car show for Jesus, if you can make this show, it, it is really something to see how well it's organized, all the work that goes into it. And, and then the opportunity that they make to share the gospel and, and help people see what this is really all about. So with that, I have not only Mark with me, but now I have a motorcyclist. So, you know, and a Christian car guy, what, what a lot of people don't know is I used to be a service manager in a motorcycle dealership years ago. And so I have an affinity for motorcycles. And so, Bobby, I'm excited to hear your story. So, Bobby... Tell me about the red motorcycle. Well, it's a 2012 Street Glide. 
Um, I bought it wrecked. I uh, can't afford a new Harley-Davidson, so I went the easy route and then uh, bought a wrecked one because I am kind of mechanically inclined. And uh, I fixed it up all myself, uh, replaced the whole front end. Um, I love red, and my dad had uh, some red paint that's been sitting in his garage since 1972, and it's never been opened. Was and it we, lacquer? It's actually, it is. Yes, sir, it is <laughs> lacquer. And so I built a... Uh, I built a spray booth at my house and uh, made sure all my family and everything, they were all gone so they didn't have to smell that stuff. Uh, but uh, we opened it up and uh, and uh, we stirred it all up and it came back and it looked really, really good. So I got it all tore down and uh, painted her up and she turned out pretty good. So today, you're, you're just coming in, Bobby. We're, we've been talking about um, lessons of car restoration from Samson. <laughs> You know, you may remember Samson. He was a strong guy, and I yes, think he, he probably would have gone with the SS 396 or a Harley for sure. Right. Yeah, well, I can see Samson on a Harley. Well, hopefully next year I'll have my 69 Camaro up there too. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. But I don't know if you've ever thought of the word cleave or, or considered it like we've been considering it today, but it's kind of an interesting word that God said we're supposed to cleave to our wife, you know, in the book of Genesis. But later on in Deuteronomy, seven times he says you're supposed to cleave to God. But part of cleaving is not just to adhere yourself or stick to, but it also, it also means to chop or cut like ready. a meat cleaver. So there you were with your motorcycle, and I'm guessing that some stuff had to be cleaved before you could turn it back into. T tell me about how bad was it wrecked? Uh, I don't know the guy that actually wrecked it. I got it from a uh, place called Copart where you can get a bunch of uh, salvage titles. Um, it was hitting the front end pretty good. Uh, from pretty much from the crash bar forward, I had to replace the forks in the tree, uh, the upper fairing, inner and outer, and uh, from pretty much from the seat back was uh, pretty good. Had a couple of dents in the in the tank, but uh, got all that fixed out and everything. And she's uh, and she's so pretty the, good. the frame itself wasn't the frame was not hurt, no sir. Wow. Yeah. So kind of lucked out on that. Uh, you know, had to get the uh, state inspection on it and everything. So I did that about a month ago. You know, I'll never forget as long as I live that I was I, a funny story. I was manager in this motorcycle shop, and we were, we had Triumphs back then. And so we had Yamaha and Suzuki. And, and if you're listening, you may think, Robbie, this isn't going to be fun. It's going to be funny even if you don't know anything about motorcycles. So this guy comes up in this old Triumph, and you might remember that the shifters on the Triumphs, because they were English bikes, were on the wrong side as far as I was concerned. <laughs> it, you know, so to shift the motorcycle was bizarre to begin with, but this guy could not steer the motorcycle so he brought it into us to figure out why would this motorcycle not steer <laughs> and so he says i promise you it won't steer and i'm like no it'll steer i mean it's a motorcycle right? I mean, <laughs> you know they don't have any real gears or anything so i jump on this motorcycle and sure enough it will not steer and so we're all puzzled why will this motorcycle not steer i bet you're wondering right this minute bobby why would this motorcycle not steer and I said, you hadn't happened to put fork oil in it lately. And he goes, oh, yeah. And I said, well, how much did how you much? put in? He said, <laughs> I filled it up. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, if you fill up the forks on a motorcycle, then you take away its any suspension. And mm -hmm. so that it literally will not turn. Right. And so, I mean, it was a death trap between trying to shift this thing. As I got on this bike, <laughs> it was shifting on the wrong side to begin with. It's it's a wonder I'm here today, Bob. But as as I just 
you know, I commend you to take that kind of, I mean, to jump on out there, look at this motorcycle, cleave away, see what you got going on there. And wow, I'm just curious. Financially, this is huge. Cause oh, yeah. I, how much did you pay for it? Uh, I got it for $5,900. And what's it out, out the door? Uh, I got it out the door at Copart. I probably put uh, maybe three in it. And it's worth twenty. What's uh, it? You know, eighteen to twenty or something yeah. like that. Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, easily because that is a beautiful motorcycle. Thank you. And and it's painted in red lacquer, which you know, lacquer. You can't you you know that like that Mustang's got to be lacquer. Yeah. I mean, you look at certain paint jobs and you go, okay, you know, you don't get that with. Yeah. You know, the new paints yeah, of today. Yeah, the new paint, no. But they don't, you know, they don't do with acrylic what. But, you know, it has lead in it, so we got to <laughs> <Right>. be careful. <laughs> That's why I made everybody was uh, gone out of the house when I shot it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So, from your standpoint, Bobby, have you been to the car show before? Uh, this is my first time at this one here. I've been to uh, several several car shows. I've, I've grown up in this uh and uh, and cars and everything my whole life with my dad and everything so this is a uh, this is a good turnout yes it is well that's interesting that you mentioned your dad because mark was talking about his yeah and so you worked with your dad oh yes sir yeah and yeah. he's got a lot of he's got a lot of old cars he's got a couple of motorcycles as well so i've, I've learned everything i've uh, known from him right that's awesome yes yep. sir and mark as, as you're looking at the motorcycles there uh-huh what what jumps out at you I mean, other than the one with the sidecar there that looks yeah, like that, that's a unique motor. That's a, that is very unique. Well, we can expect Colonel Clink to be in the. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, there's. I mean, there's just several beautiful, beautiful motorcycles sitting out here, for starters. And but to me, I mean, the red that stands out like no other. And it's a. Did you say a 2011? Twelve. It's a 2012. Electric light? Is that what? That's a street glide. Street glide. Yes, sir. Wow. I mean, that is just, it's its amazing. So, yep. oh, Bobby, from your standpoint, all these cars you've seen out here, what jumps out at you that you were like, man, oh, man? I like the Mopar sitting over there. Yeah. The big motor in it. I definitely like that. <laughs> yeah. That thing does have, and, and I think that's a dragster as well. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Got the two fours on it. Mm -hmm. it it's, it's an old Barracuda. I think it's a 68 model, I said. Yep. It's a beautiful car. <clears throat> beautiful car. Some nice rides out here. Yes. Very nice. See, I was, I, for me personally, the 41 Mercury over there. Oh, yeah. Did you see the back seat in that car? <laughs> I mean, why don't they make cars like that anymore? That is they a, did. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could put five or six people back there, some sitting on the floorboard if you yeah, wanted to. Yeah, it was just, used to well, good. They made the replica of the, uh, of the Camaro, you know, with the... Uh, the 69 with the late model Camaros. I wish they'd do one for the uh, 57. Yeah, don't you wish? That, oh, that would be awesome. Why in the world? Well, I hear that music saying we got to say goodbye from Douglasville, Georgia for the yep. Christian Car Guy Show. Of course, for those of you listening on the Truth Network, we'll be doing Kingdom Pursuits here live in a minute. But boy, I appreciate it, Mark. I well, appreciate it, you. Bobby. Thank you, thank sir. Thank you guys for what you do for the Lord and, and for these car shows that uh, really make a difference out here in this part of Georgia. So, again, as you're thinking about it this week, maybe you can think about, gee, how does God cleave in my life, or how could I...
begin to cut and hack to get closer into intimacy with another person or with God or your father. Or if you're a father, think about what you just heard from these two guys about spending time with your son, maybe changing oil or showing him something there out in a car, even if you don't know, but, but how to put the, you know, antifreeze in, then go take him and go do that. It's, it'll be fun. <laughs>